pray for our veterans, pray for our armed services, and then just pray over the service, and then we'll get into the Word of God, okay? And I think he's got a microphone for you. And anything else that's on your heart, just go ahead and share it if there is anything, and then pray, and then we'll go on with the, with the service. Bountiful Lord God and Savior, the power of the Christ, the Son of God, and everything else is a counterfeit. Lord, I praise you that we live in a nation that we can worship you in freedom. Lord, because so many places around the world are hindered from worshiping you. Lord, thank you for our nation. Thank you for those who have chosen to wear a uniform. Lord, thank you that you allow us to keep moving forward. Father God, there are so many people in our nation today that are on the wrong track path, and I pray that they would hear of this great gospel, and that this great gospel would continue to move forward in our nation. Lord, I pray for a tidal wave, not of water, but of repentance and grace that would go through this nation in yes. conviction. Lord, yeah. I pray that our nation would repent and yeah. turn from its ways, yeah. whether it be from the people at the very top or the people on the streets, that, Lord, that we would return to you. Yes. Father, for you are truly our only hope, yes. and we are called to a life of obedience, not a life of money or wealth, not a life to live in our best life now, not a life to be in some cute, trite, empty cliche, yes. but a life of obedience. Yes. Lord, I ask that you be with us and that as a nation we truly turn back to you. Ask that you be with our pastors, Pastors Terry and Pastors Diane, yes. and pour your anointing upon them to do your perfect will and speak your boldness and to flow with the great gifts of whether it be the t preaching and teaching gifts or the music gifts that you have in them. Lord, not our will be done, but your perfect will be done in this house. And Lord, I ask that you bless them as they continue to move forward and speak the word yes. in truth. Yes. Father God, not our will be done, but your will be done. In the resurrection name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate that. All right. Well, you may be seated. Let's open our Bibles to John, the 13th chapter. John, the 13th chapter. Let me ask you a question. What is Christianity? What is Christianity? How many Christians do we have in here today? What is Christianity? You know, many would say it is a relationship between God and mankind through the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is certainly correct. That is certainly correct, no doubt about it. However, this description only provides us with the vertical definition of Christianity. Vertical means like this, up and down. See, like so. In a relationship, a relationship, Christianity is a relationship between God and man through the Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's, a, that's the, the vertical part of Christianity. But did you ever think about the cross? Did you ever think about the cross? There's a vertical, but there's also a what? There's a horizontal, isn't there? And so, if you consider the cross... There's the vertical, but there's also the horizontal. And likewise, there is also a horizontal part to Christianity, which I, believes, which, which I believe completes the definition. Uh, this horizontal part of Christianity has to do with our relationships with one another, you see. 
And, and so the vertical part of Christianity is our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. But the horizontal part is our relationships with one another as Christians. And so what I want to do today is talk to you about horizontal Christianity. Horizontal Christianity. Now, if I was going to talk about vertical Christianity, we'd be talking about our relationship with God through Jesus. That's vertical. But what is horizontal? Horizontal Christianity is what? Our relationships with, with each other as Christians, you see. And so let's look at the Bible. I think you'll be amazed as we look at many scriptures here today that, that talk about horizontal Christianity, that talk about our relationships that we should be having with one another. Now notice in John 13, verse 34, John 13, verse 34, Jesus, our Lord, is speaking and he says this. He says, a new commandment I give to you. A new commandment I give to you that you what? Love? Love what? Now help me out. Love? Say one another. So that's your key here as we go through that. I want to hear everybody saying one another here as we go through. Uh, so we're supposed to first and foremost love one another. Love one another. He says, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. So that's the first thing we're supposed to be doing as horizontal Christians is loving one another with an unconditional love. That we love each other no matter what, no matter what comes, no matter what goes, that we love unconditionally. That we love one another no matter how the other person is acting, we love them anyway. Even if they're acting rudely or are acting unbecomingly, we love our brothers and sisters in Christ, you see. And so this, is, this stands, this scripture I think stands at the head of the list of, of scriptures con, concerning horizontal Christianity is that we're supposed to love one another. Now in Romans 12.10, I just got a lot of scriptures here. I think you'll be amazed at how many there are that, that have to do with our relationship with one another. Now look at Romans 12.10. Romans 12.10. Be kindly affectionate to one another. one another. Wow. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. There you go. Now, are you going to help me or not now? Okay. I need you helping me. So we're supposed to be kindly affectionate to one another. We're supposed to prefer one another. Amen? You understand that? Prefer? Prefer one another? Right? If you, if you run into your brother or sister in Christ at Walmart and, and a new aisle opens up and you've been standing in line waiting and a new checker opens up over here, and you go running for the, and you see your brother or sister in Christ coming along, uh, should you try to, you know, beat them out of that spot? No. No, what, what should you do? Back off and what? Prefer them. Let them go first. Is that right? Is that right? Now, I haven't always seen Christians do that, but that's how Christians are supposed to act, right? Don't you want to be a good horizontal Christian? 
You know, I, I, I've, I've seen a lot of good vertical Christians over the years, but I've seen some really poor horizontal ones. Did you get what I just said? I have seen some of the most excellent vertical Christians. You know, oh, they got that relationship, so they think, you know, with, with God. But they, they're, horizontally, they treat their brothers and sisters like dirt. Did you ever read the book of, I believe it's the book of James in the Bible, where he says, how, how can you love God whom you've never seen and you can't love your brother and sister who you have seen? I think that, obviously, we need to have that vertical part of Christianity. That's what makes us a Christian. That's what gets us in to heaven and miss hell. But, but I think God wants us to be good horizontal Christians. You know what I mean by that? That we love one another. That we're kindly affectionate to one another. That we prefer one another. Look at Romans 12, 16. You're in, you're in verse 10. Look at verse 16. Let's look at this in the NIV, if we could. The New International Version says this. Now, you're going to help me out here. Now, watch this. Live in harmony with one another. Live in harmony with one another. Okay. So we're supposed to live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. That's all good, isn't it? Don't be proud. Be willing to associate with people of low position. I've told you this before. Whenever I would get, a, get hired in a school district, I would always find out who the janitors were, and I always treated them better than I did the principal and the superintendent. Amen. Don't be conceited. But the Bible tells us we're supposed to live in harmony with one another. We're supposed to get along with one another. That's what God wants. He wants us to get along with one another. He doesn't want us bickering with one another and in strife and arguing and fussing and going on. He wants us to live in harmony with one another. Okay? Now let's look at Romans 14 and 19. Romans 14 and 19... In the Amplified Bible, Romans 14 and 19 in the Amplified Bible. Another good scripture on horizontal Christianity. So let us then definitely aim for and eagerly pursue what makes for harmony and for mutual upbuilding, edification, and development of... There you go. Mutual upbuilding. That's what a good horizontal Christian does is they build one another up. We ought to be building one another up, not tearing each other down. Is that right? Now, is that right? Shouldn't we be building one another up? That's what edif edification means, to build up. You know, I learned this a long time ago. It takes no skill to tear something down. When we tore these buildings down that sat on this property, you know, just anybody could show up and start breaking glass out and tearing siding off. But you don't just want anybody showing up to put windows in or to put siding on. Huh? You want somebody that has some skill, right? So it, you see, to be a good horizontal Christian, it's going to take some skill to build people up. 
anybody can tear folks down. But it takes some real character to build people up. And that's what we're supposed to do as Christians. We're supposed to be building one another up and helping each other develop, you see. Now, in, in Romans 15.7, Romans 15.7, New International Version. Again, if you don't have these different versions, they're on the screen. We encourage you to bring your Bibles with you. Look these verses up in your Bibles. However, sometimes I use some different versions and they're on the, it's all the Bible, just some different versions. And so notice right here, uh, Romans, if you don't have this version, it's on the screen, NIV. But notice Romans 15, 7 says, accept what? We're supposed to accept one another. As Christians now, we're supposed to be accepting of one another. Then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God, we ought to accept one another. Right? As Christians. It doesn't matter how a Christian combs their hair. We ought to accept them and love them. Is that right? If they wear jeans or a suit, what difference does it make? Is that right? Huh? We need to be accepting of one another. Now, I'm not saying we ought to be accepting of sin. Now, say amen on that. But, you know, if, if, if... somebody does something a little differently than somebody else, you know, we ought to be accepting of one another. You understand that? Accepting of one another. Not rejecting of one another, but accepting of one another. Huh? Is that right? How many of you know not everybody's going to do it the way we would do something? Whatever the something is. Is that correct? You know, I had to learn a long time ago that my way of doing something isn't always the right way. There's some other ways to do things to get things done besides the way I would do it. And so I just need to be accepting of other, other folk, you know. I'm not talking about accepting of sin now. I'm not talking about that. But I, you, do you know what I'm talking about? How many of you knows what I'm talking about? You know, not just be so quick to reject you know, I guess maybe a comment I would make is along the lines of music, Christian music. Now, now you got to understand something about me, and I'll just be real honest with you. There's some Christian, quote unquote, Christian music that just personally I don't think is anointed. I, I, I you know, love me, hate me. I, but I have had to learn something here, is that there are there is some Christian music that that I just don't care for because it's just not what I care for. Did you get what I just said? How many got what I just said? You know, now, now I like the kind of music I like is, is, you know, uh, uh, I like that Southern gospel, you know, and, uh, that I like something fast and upbeat and, you know, I like the, I don't know, you know, I'll Fly Away. How many of you know that song? I'll Fly Away. I mean, I just, you know, that's my kind of music, you know. And, and some of the newer music, I just don't care for it. But I've had to learn over the years. Now, now I want to say it again. There's some, there's some quote-unquote Christian music. I call it the head, kind of the head-banging stuff, you know. I, I, I just, I'm not so sure that is anointed. But, but you know what? I have had to learn that there's some of it that I don't like, but God, His hand is on it. 
Are you okay? Are you okay? And so I have had to learn to become more accepting of some of the things that I don't care for. Now, I'll do that. I'll be a good horizontal Christian if you'll make a deal with me. Will you be a good horizontal Christian? And will you like I'll fly away? Huh? You'll try. Okay. So you need to be accepting of some of the things that I like, you don't like, and vice versa. Is it? This, that's what I'm talking about here today. Okay? All right. Romans 15 and 14. Romans 15 and 14. Now I myself am confident concerning you. This is the Holy Spirit speaking, you know, through the Apostle Paul to the Romans. He says, now this is the New King James Version. Now I myself am, am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness. See, he's talking to Christians, brethren. That you are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Admonish one another. We're supposed to be admonishing one another. Now, somebody might not know what admonish means, so let me tell you. It means to gently and lovingly remind one another about what the Word of God has to say about any given situation. Let me say that again. The word admonish means to gently and lovingly remind one another about what the Word of God has to say about any given situation. And so the Bible says that to be a good horizontal Christian, we're supposed to be admonishing one another. We're supposed to be gently and lovingly reminding one another about what the Word of God has to say about any given situation. Okay? Now we need, if we haven't been doing this, we need to be doing this. Now, an example would be, um, let's just say that I see Brian here you know, is about to do something out of line with the Word of God. Now, would this be admonishing? Brian, what's wrong with you, you dummy? Don't you know the Word of God says you shouldn't be doing that, you fool? Now, is that, did I, am I a good horizontal Christian there? Huh? Uh, don't, he's shaking his head back there. Yeah, let him have it. Your dad was shaking his head. Let him have it. No, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. But would that be a good example? No, no, that wouldn't be. But now let me ask you this. What if I see Brian get ready to do something that's, you know, that he shouldn't be doing, and I just stand there? No. <laughs> I know he's doing something he shouldn't be. I just look the other way. Is that being a good example? No. I don't want to offend him. Is that being a good example? No. What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to lovingly and say, Brian... You know, privately, pull him aside, Brian, you know, I've noticed, you know, I've seen, you know, some, some things you've been saying and doing. And, 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 you know, brother, that just, you know, I love you to pieces and that just really doesn't line up and give him some, you know, lovingly give him a few scriptures, you know. Huh? Huh? What, isn't, now, is that being a good example of a horizontal Christian? Yeah. Okay. You okay? I really don't think you're a dummy and a fool. <laughs> But did you get what I'm saying here? Huh? About being a good example of a 
Just that, and as, as horizontal Christians, we're supposed to be looking out for one another. And we're supposed to be lovingly keeping one another on the right track. Isn't that what the Bible says? That we should be admonishing one another? Okay? All right. Let's look at another scripture, Galatians 5.13. Galatians 5.13. Notice this, New King James Version. For you, brethren... You see, he's talking to Christians here. You, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve serve one another. Oh, my. We're supposed to serve one another, aren't we? We're supposed to serve one another. We're supposed to serve one another. There's another scripture that says... um, uh, actually, I don't have it in my notes, but it, it, it's a good one to go to. Uh, most people can quote John 3.16, but not very many people. You see, uh, yeah, this is really good. Think about this. You see, John 3.16 is all about vertical Christianity. Right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have... Everlasting life. See, that's that. That's the keynote, probably the keynote vertical Christian Christianity scripture. John 3.16. But 1 John 3.16 might be the keynote horizontal Christianity scripture. Let's look at 1 John 3.16. By this, we, by this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to what? Lay down our lives for the brethren. See, there you have... An excellent horizontal Christianity scripture that we serve. Real loud, say, serve one another. Serve one another. What does that mean? Laying down your life for somebody else. That means you see your brother and sister in Christ needs help. You go over there and you help them. You serve them. You see? So let's don't just be good vertical Christians, but let's all be good horizontal Christians as well. Now, here's another good example, Galatians 6 and 2. Galatians 6 and 2. Again, in the New King James Version, Galatians 6 and 2 says this, Bear what? Burdens. There you go. Thank you, boy. You all are sharp. Bear, say it again, one another's burdens. Burdens. Let's get it now. Let's, I, like, I like hearing you say this. because Somebody said, why, why do you have people say stuff? Because if you hear it, you remember it only so far. But if you say it, you remember it more. If you write it down, you even remember it better than that. Say, say this real loud. Say, bear one another's burdens. Bear one another's burdens. That's what we're supposed to do. As good horizontal Christians, we're supposed to bear one another's burdens. Now, it's interesting. If you just skip down and look at verse 5... It says, for each one shall bear his own burden or load. Each one shall bear his own burden or load. But verse 2 says, to bear one another's burdens. Now, it's interesting as you study this out, verse 5, it says we're supposed to bear our own load, and that means our own light load. You know, we all have things to deal with in life. And, and, and a lot of those things are light things that, you know, we really need to bear ourselves and take care of ourselves. But there are some things that can get so heavy sometimes 
that we just cannot possibly bear them ourselves. That's where our brothers and sisters in Christ come in. And verse 2 actually in the original Greek text reads like this. Bear one another's heavy burdens. So you see as a good horizontal Christian, we're supposed to be bearing one another's heavy burdens. When we see our brother or sister in Christ, they're under a heavy load, we're supposed to go over there and and, and get alongside of them and help bear that thing up. Do, do you see that? Do you understand that? And that's what we're supposed to do. A good horizontal Christian will do that. They'll, they'll come alongside their brother or sister in Christ and help them bear the heavy burdens. Now, let's look at a couple of more of these, if you don't mind. Let's go to Ephesians 4.32. Ephesians 4.32. Ephesians 4.32. Ephesians 4.32 says, now get, I'm going to need your help here again. Be kind to one another. Wow, that goes a long way, doesn't it? Just being kind. Just being kind. There again, I, you know, over the last many 25 years or, or more now, I have met a whole lot of unkind Christians. A whole lot of them. They, they, they're Christians, all right. They have that relationship with the Lord Jesus. What did we say a while ago? They've got that vertical part. But they sure haven't got the horizontal part down. Be kind to one another. We're supposed to be kind to one another. Tender hearted. I'm going to need your help. Now, forgiving one another. one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Forgiving one another. Now there again, I've, I've met some people over the years, they just refuse to forgive. They will not forgive. They won't do it. Oh, so-and-so did me wrong, and I just, you know, and they just hold on to that, and they 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 hold on to that, and in the process of time, it makes them a bitter and ugly Christian. Did you hear what I just said? Now, I always like to put this disclaimer in. If somebody's going to continually abuse you and abuse you and abuse you, you do realize there are some people you have to separate from. I'm talking Christians and love them from a distance. Is that right? Amen. But even so, in your heart, you should forgive them. Is that right? Be kind to one another. Forgive one another. And remember this. If you refuse to forgive others... God said in His Word, He will not, what? Forgive you. So let's be good horizontal Christians. Let's be kind to one another. Let's forgive one another. And then 1 Thessalonians 4.18. There's a lot of these, isn't there? There's a lot of these. 1 Thessalonians 4.18. Now I realize that as you read 1 Thessalonians 4, you come on down there, I realize it's talking about the rapture of the church and, and, and the end times and all of that, and that's good. But I just want to center in on this one verse here. 1 Thessalonians 4.18, Therefore comfort one another. one another. We are supposed to be comforting one another with these words. And of course in context, 
you know, when you teach on the rapture and the, the, the coming of the Lord, you know, and you share that with people, that should bring comfort, you know, certainly. But this would also not only apply to end time, to end time teaching or the teaching of the rapture, I think this would apply in everyday life, comforting one another. We as Christians, our words should be seasoned with comfort. And as we, as we talk to fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord, uh, when we get done talking to, them, talking to them, they should feel comforted. Have you ever talked to a Christian and by the time they got done with you, you felt terrible? How many has felt that way besides me? No, I tell you, let's be good horizontal Christians and let's speak words of comfort to one another. Let's speak the word of God and our words should be comforting to one another. Now then, in Hebrews 3.13, Hebrews 3.13, Hebrews 3.13, just a couple more of these. Hebrews 3.13 says, I'm going to need your help, but exhort... One another, how often? Daily. daily. Exhort one another daily. Now, the word edify means to build up, but this word exhort more or less has this connotation to it of you can do it, you can make it, hang on, hang on, you can do it. You can make it. We can, we can hold on to the Word of God, hold on to the Lord Jesus, and we can make it across the finish line. Let's just hold on to the Word of God. Let's hold on to Jesus. We can make it. We can do it with Him. See, what am I doing? I'm being a good horizontal Christian, and I'm exhorting you. And you see, you should, the pastor shouldn't be the only one doing this. Right here we see that all of us, as brothers and sisters in Christ, ought to be exhorting one another you know, uh, uh, you can do it. You can make it. We ought to be doing this to one another. How often? Daily. Daily. Did you hear me? Amen. Daily. Daily. You run into me at the store. We talk. I'm going to, whatever your problem is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share comforting words with you from the Word of God. And, and when I get done with you, I'm going to have done my best to tell you, if you'll hold on to Jesus, you can make it. And you ought to do the same for me. There may be some of you in here today that you're going through stuff that you just don't know how in the world you're going to make it to the end of the day. Anybody? Huh? Maybe besides me. You want? How am I going to make it to the end of the day? How am I going to see this situation through? How am I going to make it? How am I going to go on? How are we going to get through this? Well, let me just tell you that as long as we've got the Word of God, as long as we've got the Lord Jesus Christ, as long as we have the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, if we'll just hold on to the Word of God, hold on to God, we can make it. We can get to the finish line. Can you say Amen. Let's hold on to the hope that we have in God, all right? You know? Remember, sometimes it gets dark. I don't know, there's an old saying. I, I suppose there's some truth in it. But they say that it gets darkest before the dawn. Maybe you're in here today and you're going through some dark things. But you know what? You can make it. You can make it. Yeah, but pastor, the load... So, what are we supposed to do? Come together. Is that right? Huh? That's what we're here for. Right? Now, you can't expect everybody else to bear your load. 
and you just stand back and let them do it. You got to be in there working too, right? You know, I, I just feel impressed to the Spirit of God to say this. One reason I think why a lot of Christians in some cases don't, you know, just don't come around to help folks is because they've been taken advantage of soft times. Did you get what I just said? You know, by people that are always crabbing and going on about their load, but they don't want to do anything to carry their own load. Huh? They just want to hop. But you just get to bearing your own load. It's heavy. Then I tell you what, you'll see other Christians come around and surround you and help you. Amen? Did you hear me? Now, James 5.16. Just, just two more of these. I think these are all real good. James 5.16 in the Amplified Bible. James 5.16 says, Confess to one another, therefore, your faults. Wow, some of us might, might have a long list there. Your what? Your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins. Now, that's what the Bible says, to confess to one another, therefore, your faults. I guess the comment I would make on this is that it, it, it would probably be good to have a Christian or two in your life that you had as an accountability partner. Huh? Somebody where you can go to them and say, you know what, this week I, you know, I, 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 I messed up and I, I said something I shouldn't have said or I did something I shouldn't have done. You know, and, and, and when you share that with somebody, they shouldn't beat you up, should they? But they should what? Comfort you with the word of God and admonish you and say, hey, now come on now. All right, you missed it. Let's, let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to forgive you. Repent of it. Ask him to forgive you. He will. And come on, let's go on and let's, let's move on and go up to a higher level. Amen? Amen. I think one reason people don't do this any more than that they do is maybe they're not aware that we're supposed to be confessing to one another our faults, our slips, our false steps. But I think one reason this doesn't get done more than what it should is that if I tell somebody where I missed it, they're going to go spread it all over the place. Or if I tell somebody I missed it, they're going to just ostracize me and kick me out. And you see, do do you understand what I just said there? See, a good horizontal Christian, if you, if they're, you, know, you come to them and, and, and maybe you have a relationship with them, and you say, you know, this week I, you know, I looked at something I shouldn't have looked at, and, and, and I'm so sorry, I'm just so sorry about it. And, 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 and then that person should, they're there as, a, as an accountability person, and, and they pray with you, and, and from a repentant heart, you ask the Lord to forgive you. I, tell, I think if this went on more, people, Christians, would have a better, there'd be, there'd, they, they, they'd have, it'd be easier to get victory over sin. But I think Christians are so dad blasted, scared to death to tell anybody they missed it because they're going to get kicked out of everything. That's not how God looks at things when we miss it. We're supposed to run to Him when we sin, not run from Him. Is that right? I'm not condoning sin. I'm just saying how many how many's ever missed it since you've been saved besides me? Huh? We've all missed it. You mean, Pastor, you've sinned since you've been saved? Yeah, and I'm not proud of it. I've missed it. Have you? He that is without sin, you can be the first one to throw a rock at me. But you drop your rocks and go home. Is that right? Because we've all missed it, right? 
But we're supposed to confess to one another, comfort one another, our slips, our offenses, and so on. And then pray also for one another that you may be what? Healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Well, let's get that going on around here. If we don't have that going on, let's get that going on around here. Hook up with somebody and, and, and become a prayer partner with them or, you know, hook up with somebody and, and, and take James 5.16 and get this relationship going. I tell you what, it'll do you, you good. And then finally, 1 Peter 4.9, 1 Peter 4.9, this will be the last one. Now, I'm going to need your help again here in just a moment. 1 Peter 4.9, 1 Peter 4.9 in the uh, New King James Version says, Be hospitable to one another, one another without... <laughs> Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Do you know what hospitable means? Hospitable? Do you know what that means? Be hospitable to one another. Hospitable. Hospitable. How would, you de- how would you define hospitable, Diane? Do you know? Welcoming. Welcoming. Okay. Anybody else? How would Raise your hand. I'll call on you. How would you define? Yes. Accepting. Okay. What about being kind to? Rolling out the red carpet for? Huh? Without? Without what? So how many... You've ever heard a car pull up? Huh? You go, you look out the window, and... It's them again. Huh? What are they doing here? What do they want? Why do they come over? They're here again. Well, I understand that you can wear your welcome out. I understand that. But, I mean, I've seen people already where they haven't seen friends and... In, in quite some time, they pull up. Huh? Now, how many has ever done that more than once besides me? Huh? Well, we all need to learn to be good horizontal Christians. Is that right? And be hospitable to one another without what? Without grumbling. So let me ask you this. Let's just say you roll out the red carpet. You know, uh, they, they show up. And, and you roll out the red carpet, and, and you know what I mean by that. And they come in, and you just show them just, just, just a wonderful time at your house, you know, and you're just kind and all that. And then they leave, and, well, I'm just so glad they went home. I thought they'd never go home. I thought they were going to stay. Now, how many has ever done that besides me more than once? <laughs> now, now, we were real nice to them while they were at the house. But did we, did we do that scripture? No, because we what? We, we grumbled. Right? Did you get anything out of this today? How many is glad you came? Well, let's stand. Praise God. Stand with me. Well, I just want to challenge everybody in here to make an effort to become a good horizontal Christian. If you're not already, then become one. But maybe you're here today and you're not a Christian at all. Maybe you, you don't have this vertical relationship. You see, you can get to heaven with just vertical Christianity. The horizontal Christianity, you may never develop in that. You can still get to heaven. But you won't be all that God wants you to be. 
So let's, let those of us who are Christians, let's, let's endeavor to be the best horizontal Christians we can. But maybe you're here today and you have never asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins and you've never invited him to come into your heart. And you're not even, you're not a Christian at all. You don't have that vertical relationship. You need to get that before you leave here today. So I just want you to know there's some men and women be standing up here when we dismiss. If you do not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, all you have to do is walk up here, tell them, hey, I want to know Jesus. And they'll pray with you and they'll lead you into a relationship with him. Amen. Praise God. Well, say, I endeavor to be the best horizontal Christian that I can be. In Jesus' name. Well, greet four or five people, love on them, and then you're dismissed. Practice what I preach to you here today.